Suddenly he had balls that grew out of his hair. His hair was just perfectly fine. Yeah. And then just one morning when he wakes up. Yeah, this dude had just like long brown hair until the age of eight. And it's just great. I have so many questions now about my hero academia that I've never had before. Like, it's like, Jesus Christ. I'm going to be thinking about this all night now. What's up, everyone? Welcome in to Animan Plus, episode 51. Hopefully you're having a phenomenal day. Whatever day you're listening or perhaps watching this podcast of our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash sparky3. Give us a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. Let's keep growing the channel. Be a friend. Tell a friend. I'm really pumped for this episode. I am. Because this is the start of a new experiment for us about how we want to handle the normal show every single week. Uh, episode 50 was a long one. It was fun. It was. It was a long one. I... While I particularly enjoyed it, I understand why Josh and Zach, especially Zach, hates what we did, but it was still enjoyable. Shout out to DS for being on the show. Hopefully he can be here again in the future. Uh, shout out to the boys. I got both of them here with me. I got Zach and Sidio Josh on the phone. Boys, how are we feeling today? I mean, it's going good. Nothing to complain about yet. Not yet. Give it time. Yeah, just give it about 20 minutes into the show and maybe we got a couple things to complain about. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Josh, man? How you feeling today, bud? You know, I'm feeling really good. I worked all day today, and then you asked me to timestamp, so, you know, that's where I'm at right now. He's trying. He's scrambling. He's scrambling. He's trying to get it ready, trying to get it going. Uh, you would think at this point you would have some, like, notepad or something with just, like, a save I do. template for timestamping. Yeah. No? Yeah? No? Okay, I guess not. No, that's exactly what I have. Okay. No, I said yeah. Okay, all right. Well, if you guys Whoa. did not watch episode 50 of Animan Plus... Definitely go do that. That was 50 incredible fights across anime, manga, and webtoon that you most definitely should check out. Shout out to Diaz for probably having like the best one-liner in anime plus history. Like flat out. I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and hammer that right now. It's literally the preview clip. At the very least, go click on the video just for that. If anything else, at least do that. Because it was hands down the best one-liner in anime plus history. Shout out to Diaz for that one. But if you did not check out episode 50, we did have a little bit of a conversation at the very beginning about what we're wanting to do with the show kind of going forward. So let me also break that down again here. So going forward, we're actually no longer going to be talking about news here on the regular show. Any sort of news stuff is going to be in a completely separate upload just simply titled NMM Plus News, AM Plus News, anything along those lines. That's where the manga sales are going to be as well. So if, you, if you've enjoyed the manga sales for like the newest stuff like Blue Box, Red, you know, Red Hood's coming up, just things along the Red Hood's probably going to bomb. I'm going to go ahead and put that out there right now, though. But just any of the new Weekly Shonen, Jun uh, Weekly Shonen Jump stuff, Weekly Shonen Magazine, that will be in that, as well as just general, like, the quick news that we normally run through. Now, if there's, like, a very big news topic that we three want to talk about, we'll still fit it on here to the show, but our, our goal is that we wanted to make Anime Plus really focused on the anime and manga that we're watching and reading and reviewing, rating, etc. That's where we wanted to create this show because if you guys if you guys just rock with us every single week because maybe you know us or something and you're just, you know being supportive or maybe you actually do like how the format's been, you've probably noticed that there are episodes where we have like what 30 minutes in sometimes for news. Yes. And then it's like we get to the anime time and we have like nine series like we did like in spring. And it's just like 
Let's try to speed run through this a little bit. So it turns into, oh, what'd you think of this episode? Oh, it was good. Yeah, that was cool. Okay, what'd you think of this episode? It, it just, I don't know, that's not really entertaining to me, and we all kind of agreed on that. And we wanted to give ourselves more time to talk about the animes that we're watching and really react to it, as well as just have more shoot-the-shit bullshit conversations. That's ultimately what we wanted to do. We feel like this is going to be a good direction for the show. We're really pumped for it. Episode 51 is a great place to start it. Um, I like how you dress it up and say talk about the series we're watching, and it's more or less just me gonna be ranting for like an extra twenty minutes. Yeah. Well, that's because you have Dragon Quest. That's different, 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 different. And then when the next season starts, it's gonna be forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. Because you got another series on the way that you're unfortunately gonna tune into at least for the first like what three episodes before you said fuck this. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see. But either way, the best season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it could be. We don't know. It could be the best season coming out of this winter. This fall, I mean, it could, I mean, hey, it could be. We don't know. No, no but I mean, like, not. I mean, <laughs> better, better than the, better than the first season. Like, it pulls a witch watch on you. Yeah, it could. It could pull a witch watch. We're talking about Yashahime. If anyone, you know, just to catch people up, we are talking about Yashahime that Josh and I both dropped, and Zach, unfortunately, like a trooper, the trooper he is, finished up the season, and now he's pretty much because of that, he's kind of sucked in, committed where he's got to at least start season two just to see how it goes. I mean, as I was telling you earlier, Alex, when I saw the uh, post on Twitter about them doing the um, banner for this season two and when it's hearing date on Crunchyroll was and other steering platforms, it was just a bunch of replies saying, oh, how they were excited for the series or uh, their specific characters, then just right at the bottom of all them just... Can't wait for disappointment. I was like, "That's my guy. That's he gets it. He gets the it." The true, the true anime connoisseur, right there. Yes, he understands, dude. Um, well, first and foremost, if you could go follow us on Twitter at Animan Podcast. I also got my other podcast, Lot Hard Gamers, and a terrible football show. You can go follow both of them at Twitter at LH Gamers Podcast and at Terrible FB Show. And lastly, if you want to support us further, the Patreon's a great way to do so. But don't feel obligated. Just be a friend, tell a friend that you're listening or watching. We can call it good. Let's keep growing the channel. Uh, before we jump into our anime talks for the week, uh, boys, you got anything on your minds you want to throw out there into the universe? I got one thing. I got one thing that I saw. I thought this was pretty cool. Uh, it involves my favorite series, Hitman Reborn. Shout out to the display right behind me. Um, you know, because it's one of those things, you know, a series has been done for a long time. 20, mm-hmm. 2012 is when the manga ended, but I came across earlier, and, you know, if you follow us on Twitter, you probably saw that I, I did share this from my personal and from the Animan uh, Plus podcast Twitter, uh, that just someone was putting sales updates for the manga. So, you know, it's one of those things since, That's like, weird. since it's not a recent yeah. series, we're not tracking it kind of thing, yeah. but it, it's still popular enough where it's like, hey, shout out, man, still getting some sales. Obviously, it's not blowing things out of the water, but no. it's, it's still cool. I mean, you know, when hey. it comes to sales over in Japan, they, they the amount of shit they sell of manga is unreal because of just the amount of series that we've never even heard of and will never hear of that they just continue to sell. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. I still fucking love my uh, dungeon-eating manga. It's literally a group of party members who go into a dungeon to save a friend and literally eat every monster they come across. <laughs> <laughs> Last I checked, it's got nine volumes. Hey, <laughs> shout out to nine volumes of hey, that. Hey, yeah. But yeah, dude, shout out, shout out to Hitman Reborn, man. Still getting the sales. I love to see that. That was cool yeah. earlier. Any any sort of Hitman Reborn stuff that I see kind of pop up, I immediately get pumped. I'm just like, let's go, dude. Show some love to this series. Let's get it. Let's get it. Hey, uh, two tells are better than zero. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Boys, you got any? You got anything that you want to throw out there into the universe? Talk about. Let's air out a little bit. Anime, manga related, personal life related. What'd you have for dinner? I what, mean, what are you gonna have for dinner? No, I mean, I was just gonna say, I saw a picture uh, of the voice cast of One Piece, 
Okay. They just finished recording their thousandth episode, which is pretty cool. So, Ooh, you know. Shout out, shout out. Yeah. What episodes are we reviewing today? Uh, what, 992 and 93? We're getting yeah. close. We're getting close. We dude. are getting close. Yeah, that 1,000th episode, dude. That's going to be big hype. It's going to be big hype. It's just a giant filler episode. Oh, yeah. Pretty, yeah, that's what it's going to be. More than likely. Like uh, Otama and her red bean soup. Ah, uh, yes. Perfect. Recap. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Josh, who'd you kill today? Uh, nobody. Don't lie to me. Yo, you know, while we're just throwing things out there, I was just sitting here minding my own business the other night, and like 14 right. fire trucks drove by, and it was just really odd. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you know, while we're still throwing things out there, uh, when I was recording a uh, terrible football show yesterday, I didn't hear this. I didn't. I didn't realize it until after the show was done. I saw the notifications. At one point during the show, there's just some redneck guy that came up to my door and stood there for like five minutes. He rang the doorbell, knocking. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the fuck this guy is. And I'm watching the camera, like, what are you doing on my property? Who are you? Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm right here by the yeah. door, so like, I, I know the dude heard me. Like, I, I, he, I know he probably heard me saying, "Fire Matt Nagy." I mean, I guarantee this guy heard me over there. But uh, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Kind of bothered me a little bit. But she shot you almost hitting in. a dog too. I mean, I don't know why you had an extra dog, but that wasn't my it, dog. It apparently wanted to become my dinner because it about ran in my vehicle for me yeah. to turn into steak. No, I didn't even know. I, I didn't know the dog was there. Like I just opened my door to take trash out. All of a sudden, the dog is right in front of my door and just takes off running. And sure enough, right when he does, I see Zach coming by. Zach almost hits the dog. The dog tries running the street. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, man! It's like, Jeez. Come on. What a traumatizing way to start the show. I know, man. Is it traumatizing? We didn't hit the dog. I mean, the dog's still fine. It went off somewhere. Yeah, it, it, it oh, made yeah. it out. It but I mean, fun, like, yeah. it could have been, I guess, yeah. I mean, if we really want to just start the show on a down note, we can talk about what Diaz put in our server yeah, earlier. I mean, I still think you're falsely accusing <laughs> no, the guy. No, no, yeah, no. I didn't see it. I, I saw it, though. and hey, by just because one person saw it doesn't mean look, shit. Listen, and, people say ghosts are real all the time. And look, the fact that I yeah. called him out on what it was, and the guy double downs on it, like that should tell you that he sent that, and he just deleted it like a bitch. But anyway, we're not going to address that on the show. That's a different. Topic. Hey, also, also, shout out to you guys not laughing at my joke. Like that, that Discord server died as soon as I started posting joke. What joke? Yeah, what joke are you talking about, bud? <laughs> Uh, I can't say it because it's a spoiler. So it was in response to Diaz, what Diaz has said. I thought it was funny. I don't remember seeing a joke, but okay. Okay, well. Uh, let me go see what it was. You guys are bullying me. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's what we do on the reg, though. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, Zach, you got anything you want to throw out there into the universe? I mean, rest in peace, the Gogolo 13 author. Died at 86. Oh, that's he sad. passed. Moment of silence. Moments passed. Thank you for that shout out. Appreciate that. All right. Well, if we're feeling good, let's go ahead and jump into anime talks of the week. You got you boys feeling it? You ready to get into it? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? All right. Well, uh, I'll kick things off. Uh, I did jump into Boruto this week. Um, you know, that's a show that I very hit or miss jump into from time to time. Basically, when there's cool shit happening, I'll just like, all right, well, let's watch an episode. Let's see. The, let's see the cool shit. Was it cool at all? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Did they replace cigarettes with coffee? No, no, that has not happened. That has not happened. Uh, but no, this episode, uh, Boruto uh, 217, was a really dope episode. This was like, 
this was like just a beautiful animated like taijutsu front and center at its finest sort of episode right loved it man this is boruto versus uh ishiki you know boruto i mean not boruto naruto versus ishiki naruto has activated his uh baron mode as we saw at the end of the last episode which if you read the manga you know what that is if you're on anime only viewer you know what that is now but you don't know what's to come Still, it's it, it's coming still. Um, but, man, this episode was so, so cool. Like, I'm not joking. Between just, like, the massive, like, uh, the way the camera is, like, spinning around, just the massive explosions of Naruto using his wrestling on these two going head-to-head. But, man, dude, the taijutsu in this episode was legit. The hand-to-hand combat was so fun to watch. Like, the first, like, eight minutes of the episode was just top-tier content. Probably one of my favorite episodes of anime that I've seen in a while. Like, it really was worth a watch if you're a Naruto fan. Like, this is some, this is like, you know, like these peak Naruto fights that we love so much that we talked about, like an Animan Plus 50 and shit. This, like, Naruto and uh, Ishiki, man, this is like a, a peak Naruto fight. It was absolutely incredible. Um, you know, as the, the episode kind of went on, you know, Naruto's, uh, you know, the mode, it drains chakra so quick. So, you know, you know, pretty quickly after like that eight minute mark of the episode, you see Naruto like, ah, oh, God damn, this kind of take a lot more chakra than I thought it would. Shit. You know, kind of gets, you know, slapped around a little bit as you would expect, whatever. And then each case is like an asshat and pulls board and pulls a Kawaki in out of nowhere, just like teleports him in because Kawaki currently has a, uh, um, an arm. Uh, a fake arm that is running off Naruto's chakra. So he used that connection to bring Kawaki into the battlefield because Ishiki is trying to take Kawaki's body as a perfect host because his body is dying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> out, of complete, out of context, all I got is Naruto's an old man now. No, this, he's not an old man. This, Come on. Well, he's an old man because he's using a lot of chakra that he's not used to where back in his prime during the great ninja war he could use chakra out the ass like it was nothing basically. literally pass it to everybody on the fucking battlefield basically and now you're telling me there's some weird dude who's trying to steal a, another person's body i'm yes. sh- assuming an underage teen bingo <laughs> there's a lot of pedos in anime guys <laughs> yes yes yeah. i mean i mean the the concept is with the karma mark that like boruto has and stuff like whenever you uh defeat um whatever whatever the the clan is called i can't remember uh you know you get the karma mark basically indicating that you killed one and that karma mark is like almost like the way they explain it in the manga is that it's like a data file where like that the one that you killed like their data is essentially backed up into your body and slowly begins to take over your body and become a new host. So technically this race never actually dies. And then that's kind of where we're at in this with uh, Ishiki's body, who is in control of Jigen. Jigen is, has been his host. I mean, he's running out of time. Like as like in that really cool fight between Naruto and him, like he's thinking to himself, he's like, what the, what the fuck? You know, I had like 24 hours remaining. Now I have like less than an hour before I'm dead. So then it like Naruto basically points out, it's just like, yeah, Right now, this fight—it's a race to see who's gonna die first. So let's just keep going at it, bud. Like it was—it was—it was legit, man. And then after that, it was just like once Kawaki got on the battlefield, it was just—it was just a game of keep away. Is all it was was Naruto, Naruto and Sasuke trying to keep Kawaki away from him, you know. And the, the other thing that was cool to watch for this that was really on like front and center that wasn't necessarily like in the manga was just like Kawaki's like trauma of Jigen. You know, who, again, this is Jigen's body, where it's just like, you know, he's just having, like, flashbacks of where he would try to hide from Jigen, and Jigen would try to find him, and, you know, Jigen would start counting down 10, 9, 8, you know, warning him, hey, you better come out. And all it was was, like, 
you know, Jeegan was going to knock this fish off the counter because that fish was like the only, like, anything that Kawaki had because he was just in a room all by himself except for that fish. He's like, I'm going to knock this fish off the table and kill it if you don't come out. So, like, you know, you got to see it, like, real front and center of Kawaki's trauma throughout this whole thing. So, I mean, it, it was actually a really dope episode. I, I would, this is like one of, this is when Boruto is good. This is when Boruto is some top-tier shit. All right, this was a phenomenal episode. I, I loved it. Um, you know, Zach, I know you're a huge fan of just a good old slugfest. If you got some free time, I would go check out this fight on YouTube because I'm not kidding. The Taijutsu is at its finest. It is absolutely just a slugfest. It is, it is really entertaining. Um, where do you guys want to go from here? You want to talk about My Hero? I mean, you're already talking about backstories. We can continue with Shiggy's. That's true. That's true. Um, so we're going to talk about episode 112 and 113. Uh, 112 uh, picks up where, you know, 111 left off with Shigaraki's backstory, uh, which, you know, again, with how much my villain academia has just gotten, like, brutally shafted, at least they did this part right, you know? Like, of all the things they could have done right, at least they got Shigaraki's backstory, and they did it, you know, they gave it justice, because it was really good. Uh, from 111 to this episode, you know, in this episode, you got to actually see when he meets uh, All for One. All for One is the one that gives him his new name, gives him all the hands, whatever, basically creates the Shigaraki that we know now. And he kind of remembers everything from there. And then you get to, you know, once he kind of remembers everything, you're back to the battlefield and you get to pick up with the Redestro fight. And that was actually pretty, that was actually pretty sick. It was actually a very good it was, fight. It was really with cool. With the whole 100% redestro and then Shigaraki remembering everything and just sort of just going, Nah. Why am I here? Yeah. And he just really embraced the whole, fuck it, I guess I'll destroy it. Yeah. And we finally get the actual payoff from My Hero Vi- Academia, My Villain Academia, unlike what Josh kept saying that we got the payoff, which we didn't get the payoff, because no one fucking knew Shiggy was going to go full fucking destro on destroying. <laughs> So fuck you, Josh. <laughs> Josh, you can call it out there, bud. You got anything to say? All right, I'll take an cricket, absence. Cricket, cricket, <laughs> cricket. But I mean, all right. Oh, I'm so muted. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Sorry. man. My dog started whining, and I was like, I don't want, I don't want them to hear that. No, yeah, I, I, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. But yeah, I do. Li- I do like when um, you know. Uh, Redestro went 100%, and Shiggy kind of, like, remembers everything. Like you said, he's just like, you know, well, I'm here, oh, whatever. I do like that moment of just, eh, fuck it, and just, you know, yeah. just uses his quirk on the ground, destroying everything to the point when Redestro is trying to escape. You know, obviously, as we see here, his legs get caught in it, and he yeah. ends up just having to, like, amputate himself so the rest of them don't decay away. Oh, even the best part was when he saw Shiggy was just chilling there. He goes to punch him, Shigaraki just sort of looks, swipes his hand yes <laughs> and destroys a part of him to keep from taking the full damage yes yes no dude it was it was this this episode was was really sweet and you know during this whole time um gigantomachi is on his way there you know we, we've seen him wake up already and he's on his way there and, one, and once he finally gets there and you get the uh the glorious white-haired shiggy just doing his laugh shout out to the laugh the laugh the laugh cover the volume cover yeah shout out to that it did make its appearance in this episode that's an awesome scene there a little quick moment um you know once he gets there and sees shigaraki just destroys everything gigantomachi's like master I, I accept you. So, and then, you know, once, once it kind of comes to a close, you know, Redasher's like, Hey, I give up. You won. All right, whatever. And, uh, I, I just love Shigaraki's mindset on not killing him. He's like, 
you got lots of money, right? Yeah, you got lots of money. <laughs> oh, I just because we do still also get that moment of where Shigaraki's he's more or less become this. I'm gonna destroy everything because that's yeah, what I want to yeah. do. But he still remembers his compatriots in the League of Villains and just like get a sushi. Yeah, it's like <laughs> give me some good shit. <laughs> a real great moment there in that in 112 was when everyone ran to read Destro to help him after he's been yeah. falling everything in the, I forget his name, but the voice guy, yeah. he, he pumps everyone up and just Shigaragi looks and just everyone immediately like, fuck that. Yep. No, no, <laughs> thank you. Not fucking with that shit, dude. And then the episode does come to a close with Shigaraki becoming the new leader of the uh, paranormal liberation front, um, which, and, and then it, it finally sets up the payoff that we got kind of got teased earlier that Josh had already mentioned once upon a time on Animan Plus of where Shikaraki wants more power. Uh, and that that's ultimately where this episode comes to a close. Um, I think I don't think there's anything else in that episode, right? That was pretty much the gist. Yeah, no, it just ended with them uh, showing off the new leaders and everything and Shigaraki more or less just saying, it honestly doesn't matter what we do. We're just going to do what we want. Yeah, it's like, we're, who gives a shit? Who can stop us? You know, we're going to yeah. have fun, do what we want. And then uh, 113 was the season finale for season five. I mean, it wasn't like an over-the-top episode, of course. I mean, it's just wrap-up, you know, just simple wrap-up. You get to see how all the 1A students have, like, improved in their their teachings, whatever, the – Internships. I'm drawing a blank on the name. Work study. Work study. Thank you. Uh, you know, you get to see like just improvements, all that. Deku can actually use Black Whip. You know, a little bit more than he could before. Now we did get to we did get to see the the scene where uh, All Might is talking to Deku and uh, Bakuo about the previous users, which again. Yeah. The fucking train that Josh and I are riding on was once again teased in this because I love how like in in this panel for the manga when this happens, like where I couldn't find any information on the second and third users, like it's focusing on them and it's the same thing. He says that and it's focusing on Deku and Baka. I'm like, this fucking train is. Well, we already know where that teased. train's gone, so not yet. No, we For don't. The most part, that train, yes. that train that is train not is, at the station. How is that the not station, at the station? It hasn't been revealed. Fuck it you! Is not it hasn't been revealed. It has not been revealed. It, it was very obvious that those two people were not what that theory is. Okay, actually, no, the second well, one, not okay. the third one. Third one might still be up there, but yeah, third one being what? Third one might is still up to debate. Second one, not so much. Okay, well, the train Alex and I on is, is still very much on its way to the station. Yeah, we're it still, is we're still not going. resolved. Not resolved anything since like two months ago. Bingo, bingo. We're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. Um, you know, with with, uh, with that breakdown of all of uh, the previous users, the one common thing they pointed out is that, like, yo, all of them died young. Like, all that none of them were were chosen ones. They were just chosen to just pass it on, which is just really depressing. The more that, like, you know, now that you know, you get to now watch this. You know, we've read it, of course, but now getting to to watch it, it's just like, damn, that is just really depressing because you you know, you see the step by step of where like these people were literally just you know like meant to just keep passing this forward. They they were never meant to finish the job. And that's, it's just yeah. depressing to think about that. They just like, yeah, I mean, they just, they just died really young, and it's just because of the unfortunate situation that they are carrying this quirk. They just have to keep passing on. Um, nothing else really happened in that episode. You know, the only the only the, the post credit is just setting up for the war to come. That's really the only thing, honestly. I was about to say the only really other things we got from it was the notebook of the previous users, yeah, and then the doctor setting up Shigaraki for yep. his four month uh, torture torture surgery. <laughs> for him to become more powerful yeah you also now one you also did have a tease towards the beginning of uh of involving hawks yeah killing a, a certain somebody 
Um, yeah. The, they, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, in the bag. Was that actually shown in the manga? I don't remember. I do not remember either, but I was, the manga was also in black and white versus colored. True. And based on even in the anime, what the contents of the bag was sort of fucking dark anyways. So yeah. if you weren't really paying attention, it was still hard to tell what the hell it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we do get a tease there of Hawks murdering someone to basically show his loyalty to the, uh, to the uh, League of Villains, the Paranormal uh, Liberation Front now. Uh, but, I mean, overall, like, like, let's talk about the season real quick. I mean, the season obviously was very average. I mean, it was. I mean, it, it's <laughs> with the stuff that this season had, it's kind of sad that the best part of the season was one of the most boring parts of what was supposed to be this season, being the class training. That I was the hear, best. I thought part. you were going to say the Todoroki family. No, I, I personally think the uh, the training was the best part of the season because, at least in the training, like they really went above and beyond with like the animation for it. I mean, let's be real; the animation was awesome in those training sessions. They drug everything out, and that was kind of lame. But dude, just the 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 way everything was animated, one like especially with like Ida, for example, you you know really speeding things up. Still, fuck that scene of him pulling the engines out. Still hate that. <laughs> Still hate that. But I mean, like in my opinion, that was the best part of the season. And you know, coming in this season, we knew it was going to be average. Yeah. You know, we we did. Yeah. But, I mean, I, in my opinion, that was the best part of the season. You know, you saying the whole thing with Ida and taking out the engines always makes me wonder about. Um, how the heck the quirks work because it's mentioned before that some kids don't get their quirk until like they're like eight to ten right and then it activates then other people just they're born with i guess their animalistic looks and whatnot and all i can think of is the invisible girl <laughs> did she initially come out invisible or did she gain that ability once she came of age because regardless both the situations are very you gotta be very awkward right <laughs> you know you bring up a good point too. Like imagine being born in that world and like, you're like, everyone's like, okay, what kind of quirk am I going to get? Maybe it's like fire or something. And like, you're born looking like a fucking like wizard. And you're like, oh man, am I going to get some cool power? And that's literally your power. You just look like a wizard. Yeah. Yeah. You look like like that, that would kind of, yeah, that would just kind of blow. I mean, it's just, it's just some of those, uh, some of the people's quirks that I go, that's, that just makes for a very awkward situation. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, uh, I can't remember the guy's name because he's not overly an important character, but they got the tail. Did that tail, oh, just, did that tail just sprout out? Yeah. Did that tail Bro? just sprout out one day? Or did he, was he bored with it? <laughs> or, uh, that's that's oh, an important man. question. I need to know these answers. What's his name? Tsukiyami? The, the dude with the True. bird head. Did he, did he have a bird head when he was born? Or did he just like turn that, into a bird I, head? I question that, that all the one, time. I believe he might have been born with, or not born with it, but... Uh, it became because, like, the rest of his body, at least as far as we've seen, is just perfectly human. Yeah, it's only the bird so head. Weird. It's only the bird head. But versus, like, uh, Suya, our frog girl, if you the few times it's shown her family, all of them sort of have that froggy look to them naturally. So they were born like that, and that's apparently yeah. a natural thing for people's body structures in this world. But did like oh, okay? So while we're on this, did Manita just like? wake up one day and his hair <laughs> fell out and he just had grapes on his head or that's such a good like, question and now we're getting to the real like <laughs> we're getting down the rabbit hole the how disturbing the fact that the whole world of quirks can be with just yeah the whole thing 
it's more or less another thing of they don't just have puberty. They also have a quirk puberty that they have to deal with, and whether it happens when they're born or whether when they become older before they hit puberty. Oh, that's going to be fucking bad. First, you got to go through dealing with a titty or quirk. Then you got to go through puberty. <laughs> Yeah, I can just see it with uh, Minata, man. He like he like I can see him just like taking a shower or something. All of a sudden, it's like it, you know, shit's just falling out, shit sticking to the walls. He's like, "What the fuck is happening?" Or not even that. Just like suddenly he had balls that grew out of his hair. His hair was just perfectly fine. Yeah, and then just one morning when he wakes up. Yeah, this dude has just like long brown hair until the age of eight, and then it's just great. I have so many questions now about My Hero Academia that I've never had before. Like, it's like, Jesus Christ. I'm going to be thinking about this all night now. Damn it. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. All right, uh, Tokyo Revengers, episode uh, 24, uh, the season finale for such a great show. Hey, shout out to us for just randomly stumbling upon Tokyo Avengers coming out and just being like, hey, that might be good. Let's check that out. And then Zach watches the first episode and reads 10 volumes. Shout out Tokyo Avengers, man. Hell of a run for your first season because those sales have been unreal. Absolutely unreal oh, for the definitely. sales. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Tokyo Avengers. Hell of a run for your first season. Um, but with this season finale, man, um, me and you were constantly going like back and forth. Where was this season going to end? And I, th- I, th- such a cliffhanger of an ending. I, I love mean, it. it was done. Perfectly. I love it. The actual ending, which makes perfect sense, which I slightly forgot that was a whole thing that happened just because in the manga, it wasn't done nearly as well as that. Right. Cause they definitely added stuff to get that ending where it ended and just how perfect it was. It was very good and a nice little note for there. The only downside is that they announced season two. And it's like, oh, people's like, oh, well, I guess that didn't help happen. Or <laughs> right, like yeah, people that only watching it was like, oh, well, okay, and he got out of it somehow, or you know, what what happened? Um, but I mean, this episode was it was an enjoyable watch. Okay, it was. Um, you know, it started off with uh, Takamichi accepting his first division captain spot. That was that we saw like the end of the last episode. And to be honest, that was pretty much the end of it in terms of the past stuff. Yes. Like, I mean, I think it was pretty much he accepts the position, and that's kind of it. Then he goes to Naoto to shake hands, right? That was Nothing else really happened. Yeah, pretty much he accepted his first division spot. It looked like he did something or another with the... Uh, I can't remember female lead's name now all of a sudden. Hinata. Hinata. <laughs> he did something with her, then it looked like a couple days progressed, and then he went to Nalto and just like, hey, Nalto. What's up, bud? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, once he gets back to the future, he's in the movie store. He thinks it's like, oh, is everything the same, whatever? And then she's like, no, yeah, here's this, whatever. He's just like, what the fuck? Okay, all right, never mind. And he's in there as a normal customer, and then he sees the guy's like, yo, Takamichi, come on, let's go. And he's like, I don't know who this is. Yeah, no, it was very good because I he love it so when he comes back. He gets in, he gets in the vehicle, <laughs> and he's the guys just like talking me. You, what you on about? We're going to your place, my place. We're going the wrong direction. Hey, talking me. You told you driving. Yeah, I he, doing what the boss told me to. <laughs> he's like the boss. I'm the boss. What? 
Yo, he, he gets to his place. There's like a shit ton of people in there. He sees Chifuya, whatever. And Chifuya's just like, man, what the hell are you talking about? You're one of Toman's top execs. And Tugman's just like, I'm successful. Yeah, no, it's, it's just a great moment because he gets out of the vehicle. There's a whole line of guys who greet him. He's like, what? Then when he steps inside and everything, it's all nice and faint. He's like, is this what winning feels like? <laughs> yeah, is this what winning feels like? Yeah, true, true. Uh, Chifuya then you know, talks to him. He's like, hey, we're going to like an upper echelon meeting, whatever. So he goes in there and he sees some familiar faces. Like he sees uh, Smiley. Is it Smiley that's in there? Yeah, no, he sees all this cabinets. Yeah, he sees okay, Smiley, yeah. Pachin. Uh, Mitsuya's not there. Yeah, he's mentioned, but he's not there. Mitsuya's not there. Dragon's not there. Uh, the fifth division commander's there, whose name always eludes me. Yeah, he's not an overly important character. I can't remember his name either. Yeah, he sort of gets shafted a bit. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, Smiley's there. Pachin's there. Um... Then the other group of execs who were apparently previous Black Dragon members, yep. which this is the first time they get introduced, and mm-hmm. Dagamichi's just like, Black Dragon? Who's that? Right. And we actually get introduced to uh, all the execs from the Black Dragons, previous execs because of the Black Dragons, who all become fairly uh, important characters in this next arc we'll go into for season two. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good tease introduction. Yeah, I definitely think that you know just because like when it comes to these characters, I think the only way that we've seen these characters before is like brief glimpses in Bloody Halloween. I think that was it. These, I'm, they were there at Bloody Halloween. I'm pretty yeah. damn sure, but they were watching. Uh, and now keep in mind, one of us if I want, I want to say is Mitsuya's vice captain, right? Yes. Okay, so yeah, we've yeah. already seen him, but he hasn't like he hasn't had a line in the show, but we've seen him. Yeah, I'm not sure about the others. I know one of the characters definitely wasn't seen at all up to this point. Is it Coco? Coco, yes. And then Coco's uh, counterpart. I forget I forget their name too, but <laughs> it's Coco and the other dude because they're sort of a group together because it's a whole thing. I knew. Yes. I knew. Yeah, Coco yeah. and I knew. I don't think they've been seen. They may have been at Bloody Home, but I, I don't thought remember, they were. I don't remember seeing them. I don't. I don't think they were at Bloody Home. Okay, I didn't know if they were one of the people watching or not. Yeah, I was pretty sure this no. was the first introduction for pretty much all of them, other than uh, Chifu, or not Chifuya, but Mitsuya's vice commander. But even at this point, Shiva. Yeah, but even at this point, he hasn't really. I mean, he's been in the backgrounds and yeah. stuff, but we've had no idea. He, as far as for anime viewers, and unless they're listening to this, he's just another guy in the background. Yeah, he's just there, yeah. and he just happens to stand out from the rest of Tom because he has blue fucking hair. Other than that, you just see some blue-haired, tall, lanky bitch walking around the background, but you don't know who he is. That's essentially mm-hmm. been him up to this point. Same thing with Angry. Bingo. <laughs> yeah. So that, shout, out, shout out for the anime so you can actually tell Angry and Smiley apart in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, that would, this, this was a really good tease introduction for them. Cause you're right. This next season, they all play very important roles, obviously. Um, uh, no, I take that back. Well, for season two, how far it's probably going to go. They will, but well, so, the, right at the start of season two, should just be silent night, right? It did, but several of them still get shafted until the, fair till the arc afterwards, which is the Harbor arc fair. Uh, well, Shiba will be front and center yes. at the very least. You know, he'll, he'll be front yeah. and center for the next arc and the other two, They'll be somewhat involved lightly, you know. Yeah. You're right, you're right. But um, you know, uh, you know. Then for the rest of this meeting, uh, Kisaki does come in and ask to talk to uh, Takamichi and Shifuya in private, and then puts on his best actor face and be like, "Oh man, I know you guys actually hate me. I'm so sorry for everything that happened. Will you share a drink with he me, please?" He actually admits <laughs> that he planned for, to kill Baji. Yep. 
Yeah, he admits that, apologizes about it, says, oh, man, I didn't want that to happen. Will you guys be my friends now? They're like, all right, we'll have a drink together. And once they start drinking, he's just like, yeah, that was a lie. I meant for that son of a bitch to die. He was just in my way. And then they black out. Yeah. They black out. Takamichi comes to, and they're both tied to a chair. Yeah, they're both just tied to a chair, and um, Kisaki's just asking them. Because it is mentioned at the when they first the meeting that a bunch of the places got raided. Yeah, yeah. There had to be a rat. And more or less all that happens. Kisaki takes Chifuyo and uh, Takamichi way, drugs them, and then has them tied up and starts interrogating, like, which one of you is the rat? And pulls out a gun, shoots Takamichi in the leg. Chifuyo admits that he's the rat, and Kisaki's just going, any last words? Chifuyo goes on a whole nice little spill about Takamichi saving everyone and whatnot, and then just... Right in the head. Cold-blooded gun shot to the head. And, you know, it's also important to note that uh, when Shafuya is talking about, he does, you know, mention that, like, Mikey's missing, Draken was executed. Yeah. You know, and just it's just like, shit, this future got fucked. It's like, what happened? Uh, but then, yeah, you're right. You know, and it's funny, you know, once he gives his final words, Kisaki just fucking cold-blooded shoots him. You know, Takamichi's just having a full-blown breakdown. And then you have a nice tease. A very nice tease that was so great when I read it for the first time, and it just hit just as hard when I when I got to watch it. Of whenever Kisaki goes to shoot Takamichi, says goodbye, my hero, and you can see him crying out of one mm-hmm. eye. And then the I'm, I'm not kidding. I love the way this this first season ended. Just black screen, gunshot. That's it. The best thing that came from that scene also was the whole freaking. Uh gigantic theory for Tokyo Revengers that's still carrying on, which was for the longest time cemented so hard and still very viable and everything, that damn theory. So this whole thing is a content. And the theory I'm talking about was, is the whole, there was a big theory of people going on about the reason why, regardless of what Takamichi did, the futures were always fucked and, Toman always ends up how it has been for whatever reason, regardless of what Takamichi does and how much he fights it. It always ends terribly. Toman's still doing the same things they are, always were. It's just people are in different spots. And yep. the theory was that there is a um, another leaper. Yep. That theory was powerful. I mean, it still is. I know. Yeah. And we both know who we think it is. Yes. Yeah. We're both in on agreements on that one. Uh, but no, dude, seriously, shout out to Tokyo Avengers, dude. Phenomenal first season. Um, really took the series by storm. A series that by the time episode one came out had what? 200 chapters already? Yes. I mean, it was pretty well established in Weekly Shonen Magazine. Decent seller. But shout out to this. I mean... We, we've seen it like the past like three years in a row where a new anime will come out and blow the hell up for that series. Demon Slayer, JJK, and now Tokyo Revengers. So shout out to Tokyo Revengers. Hell of a run, hell of a season. Going to miss... Not going to miss that that show every Saturday. Going to miss it. Uh, looking forward to when season two is going to come out probably sometime next year. Uh, super pumped for season two. Don't know how much season two is going to cover. That is one thing I'm very interested in. I mean, if they keep with it, I would assume at least two arcs again. Yeah, I, I would assume as well because of, 
you know, where we are in the manga currently. It is publicly, you know, it is public knowledge at this point where uh, Tokyo Avengers is in its final arc uh, Mm -hmm. for the manga. So I would safely assume season two will be Silent Night and the Kanto incident. Yeah. That'd be my save assumptions, which is going to be absolutely insane. I love the Kanto incident because of all... the, because of a lot of things that, that transpire with our main cast here. Canto Instance so weird. It, okay, it is, but it's very good. It it's is a good. good. It's a good yeah. weird. It's a good weird. Um, so, hey, Josh, you want to talk about slime? You want to talk about, you know, getting yeah, slimed on? Yeah. You know, while I'm thinking about it, while we're, you know, trying to have me to listen to Tokyo Avengers, um, can we, can I, can I just ask, like, do you think Takamichi ever was, like, stops and thinks and was, like, super thankful that he can travel back and forth through time by handshaking? Because there's like a billion other ways it could have gone that would been super weird. That's true. <laughs> I highly doubt he thinks about that at all. Let's cross oh, swords. Well. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> how weird would it be? Like, a subtle butt pass would, does it? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> anyway. Good, good, good game. game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how he travels. <laughs> uh, anyway, that would have made going visiting Hinata and Naoto so much more awkward. Yeah, hey Hinata, yeah. you see Naoto? Are you gonna slap my brother on the ass again? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, what about yeah. reincarnated as slime episode? Yeah, re- this was the season finale, right? Yes. Okay. Correct. Correct. This was the season finale. Um, Bingo. Look at me being knowledgeable. Yeah. I know. It's so good. It starts <laughs> out with uh, <laughs> Rimuru fighting Clayman, and Clayman's just being a a big whiny bitch. You kind of get his yeah, backstory how he was part of the moderate Harlequin Alliance, but he was the weakest member. So. Yeah, no, it's sort of ridiculous. Like the first good six minutes of this episode is just Clayman monologuing. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty bad. Much. Like, and it just goes to show like how fucking weak he is that he gets his like demon lord awakening and then just gets fucking wrecked. Um, then after that, you know, we get a. Uh, we get a little bit of the interaction with the demon lords and stuff. And uh, I'm going to try to say their name. Carry on and pray were announced their status as demon lords. And, you know, this decide to, uh, Wait, to follow what? them on how you pronounce it. Eight out of 10. Good job. Oh, carry on and pray. I'm trying to remember all the names. I, <laughs> I remember about half of them, uh, but ended up deciding to follow Milliam. Um, because of how strong she is and how good of a friend she is and also how she destroyed uh, Carrie on entire fucking country. Okay, yeah. No, um, she, they sugarcoat it saying these with these reasons and really in truth, Carrie just wants Milam to take responsibility for destroying his shit when she yeah, wasn't apparently brainwashed. Much. And Frey, she just doesn't <laughs> feel, after seeing Clayman get completely shredded, she feels she's not strong enough to be a demon lord. She's just like, yeah, I'm going to step down and I'm going to help Milam out because Milam's a... Uh, so acts like a little kid and doesn't take care of her people or land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's great because uh, Milam is distraught with this. She wants nothing to do with responsibility. She wants to just go around, no eat, beat people up. And now these two are sort of forcing their problems on her. And she's so not yeah. wanting. She literally go, drops on the ground, starts rolling around. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell a story? What? I've told this yeah. story on a podcast before. I don't remember which one, but every single time someone says something along those lines, I just remember one single story that is one of my favorite stories in the existence of our, if any of our friends. A good friend of ours, Mr. Brady, uh, when he was <laughs> a child, uh, you know, his, him and his mother went to Walmart, and Brady wanted 
Harry Potter and the Chamber oh, of yeah. Secrets on VHS so badly, and his mom would not purchase it. So what is the natural thing that, like, 10-year-old Brady does? He, he he gets down in the floor and rolls on the ground crying until she buys him the movie. <laughs> Shout out to you, Brady. You're a legend, my friend. I love you to death. <laughs> All right, sorry. Anyway, back to reincarnated as a slime. Yeah, no, uh, so after that... Uh, the ten, the ten, ten demon lords are now the eight demon lords. So obviously they need a new name. Which remember, who finds out the last time they had to pick a name took what, like ten meetings to yeah, figure no. out a name. And those like, just like the ten. Like no, seriously. As soon as they go, well, I guess we can no longer be the t- uh, ten great demon lords because there's only eight of us. Literally, Rimuru's just sort of like, okay. Everyone else is just like, oh god, uh, oh god, not again. Why? This is yeah. the worst incident last time. It almost came to blows. <laughs> ten meetings to come up with a new name. Yes, yeah, no, they, and it was only the ten great demon lords. That's that almost as bad as with. us trying to come up with a new name for a podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is like yeah. a super thing that none of them could do. Like they literally going about. The only reason they went with that name is because that's what people started calling them. They just went, "Fuck it, that's good." Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a movie much. podcast. <laughs> Shout out to talking about movies and stuff. It's coming out soon. Yeah, and so they just ended up putting Rimmer on the spot because everyone's like, "Oh, he's super good with naming. He can name anything." And he's like, "Well, okay, well." You guys had 10 meetings for the last one, so I don't know how good I'm going to do. I'm literally sitting there for a minute and, like, looking at the sky and it's, like, stars and stuff and, like, makes a constellation with, like, eight. And it's like, all right, I know what I'm going to call it. We're going to be the Octogram. I forgot the entire name. The entire name is, like, it's super ridiculously long. But just the fact that he fell in, like, Octogram and they were like, yeah, that's fine. Why did it take so long last time? I like that name. So good. Yeah, and they all <laughs> praise him. They're just like, yeah. my God, that barely took you any time at all. <laughs> and the other thing that was happened was uh, the fact that one of the other demon lords was outed. The vampire dealing, demon lord, uh, Valentine. Oh, yeah. She was trying to pretend to be a maid and having one of her vampires pose as her. And then oh, yeah. Val- Veldora is just like, hey, what you doing? Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> and he's, he said he mispronounces her name, and he's just like, wait, is that not her name? What's her name? Like, and she just gets yeah. all... And then Milam yells out, hey, don't do that. She's trying to pretend that she's not actually a demon lord. <laughs> to everyone. Yeah. And so that is actually important because once she gets outed as a demon lord, she ends up sending her attendant back to uh, back to her land to uh, take care of... Uh, what is it like? What do they call it? Like a bug that's infiltrated? Gross. Which we'll come back to later. And later is now. Um. <laughs> Literally, one of the clowns has snuck back in. Yeah, was spotted, and he was trying to run away. Dude shows back up as Laplace is running away, and begins to mock Laplace about Clayman's death, and sort of pisses Laplace off to the point where he one shots the fucker. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, just like just goes berserk on him, and then you know. Starts lamenting Clayman's death and talking about how weak he was and how upset everyone's going to be and how the only reason he's laughing is because everyone's going to be so sad. Like, fuck off! I don't care about these dudes. While he's made, um, it, while he's made it rain blood of all the yeah. vampires he's been killing. And then, what? But I mean, overall, that was the main stuff in the episode. Unless you got something yeah. else, Josh? No, because it pretty much just ends with Remaru going back to. Uh, his town and everyone's just there waiting for him. And he doesn't even mention the mysterious skeleton standing there. Um, but that feels like 
really something that he shouldn't have glossed over because he just like gets there and then jumps off his wolf and trying to do a slime, but like all these people are there and there's like skeletons and shit. And like, that would have been the first question I would ask. Well, to be fair, that was added for the anime. What actually transpired is he doesn't immediately go back to the village and his meeting with Adlar is actually uh, <laughs> a bit more ridiculous because, as hmm. I mentioned, it's the start of the cult of Rimuru. <laughs> Rimaru. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that gets me hyped up for season three. Overall, well, I mean, it was a good episode. Well, we may not get it in season three because there's going to be a movie next year because that was announced. There is. Shout out. Be, Shout out there to is, the movie. There is going to be a movie next year. I'm, I kind of hope, though, that the movie is just like, extra content and not like canon stuff just because I don't know if slime's going to get the same treatment as you know <laughs> my hero and stuff and like I can watch it without having to sail the seven seas right or hit the same treatment as like demon slayer or dragon ball where you know, yeah. you, you have some arc that's going to be in the movie and then in season three it's going to lead off season three I mean yeah basically yeah. the best way the best way to do stuff now like Oh, hey, you guys watch that movie? Guess what? You get to watch it again. This is anime now. Hey, did you like that movie? You want to see it again, but in episode format? All and right. weekly for it? Bro, we got you covered. We got you. But hey, you know, in some cases, some, some, some. Th- the anime version is better. And it's just a really enjoyable experience in some cases. Cause like a great example is like the Boruto movie. That arc was, that movie was anime into the arc and the movie and the movie fight is phenomenal. But with uh, Naruto and Sasuke versus Momoshiki, but the anime fight is even better. So in some cases it's like, okay, you get a benefit out of it. But I know like in Dragon Ball Super's case, there was no benefit. I personally can't remember the battle of the gods of the resurrection of F arcs. I watched them. But I don't remember them if that tells you anything. That's pretty well. I will I'll be honest with you, I skipped them because I've already seen the movies. I can just and, tell you I very much enjoyed the movies a lot more. Yeah. That's all I can tell you for but, Dragon Ball. So we'll see how Dragon but, uh, not Dragon Demon Slayer. We're still Demon Slayer. I imagine it's gonna be awesome though, personally. Well, I mean they did announce that it's gonna have like extra scenes yeah. in the anime. Yeah, to kind of fill out you know so it's not like you're directly watching the movie. So I guess that's that's good. Speaking of good. Zach, how was Tsukamichi? Because I didn't watch it. Yeah, how was Tsukamichi? Did uh, the finale <laughs> live up to everything that you hoped for? I mean, the finale was what I was expecting. I mean, the first half of it was the fight between him, the top adventurer in the world whose name I could never remember, and Mitsurugi, who's a mage boy that fights alongside her. And it's just a great moment because it's a whole thing of them. They come and attack him. He has no idea why they're attacking him. They're just like, well, we decided to join up with the demons, and you were sitting here by the goddess, and he just goes, goddess? Oh, it was that bitch who sent me here. And it's just like, the Avenger can't understand him because she doesn't speak any demi-human languages. Mitsurugi can. And they start having talking, just him going, I'm just a merchant. I don't want to fight you guys. And they're joking, just like, well, if you're just a merchant, we're just normal adventurers. (laughs) (laughs) And goes on a whole thing and finally they're just like all right enough of this we're just gonna kill you and proceeds the fight he begins to start with a gatling gun of fire spells to try and run away which leads to the boy summoning a field of swords our adventure chick 
using said swords to teleport between two. She can apparently has a magic that switches spots with things she sees and going and attacking him to the point where he has to fully let loose. And it's, it's a whole joke because they apparently have a, cause it doesn't show it in the anime, but in the light novels and manga, because they actually left out a quite a bit of content, which I've mentioned before, is the two other heroes from that came from Earth, which they did actually tease that at the end of this episode for the next season. They're going to go more into the other two heroes. But the whole thing is, the reason why humans have always beat, defeated demons and whatnot is there's a chant that they say that gives the goddess their... That gives them their goddess's protection, which buffs them and completely demoralizes their demi-humans. And, but in this case, the demons have a spell that uh, gets rid of that protection, putting them on sort of even playing field. Because naturally, the demons are actually, demi-humans are actually stronger than humans and everything. And it's, I've mentioned this because the adventure girl is just like, okay... Well, you got the goddess's protection. She puts on a little ring, chants the spell, and she's like, all right, the goddess's protection's gone. And then they go to attack him, and he does some <laughs> giant magic, and he's just like, why is he stronger? <laughs> what What is going on? Are you cursed by the goddess? <laughs> and pretty much it just ends up going to a big old magic fight of them just trading blows and everything to the point that he's so much more powerful than that the... Adventure Girl teleports behind him, grabs him into her chest, and begins teleporting up into the sky to then drop his ass from little space and disappear. And the only thing he can think of is, fuck it. If this is how you want to do it, let's do this. He takes off all his rings with all his magic power in it, shoots one last arrow, and shoots the arrow with the rings, and as he's falling, opens up a gate and goes back to his village. And has no idea the devastation he's caused. This one arrow turns the battlefield into a giant crater. We're talking Great Lake size crater. Oh. So he makes an entire um, lake, completely stops the battle that's going on between the demons and humans off a ways, and almost kills the lady knight. All her protections are destroyed. She's literally naked at the end of it. And then the Mitsurugi kid is missing body parts. No. And, just, and just ends there. Then the second half is him more or less just dealing with village stuff. Everyone being happy that he's still alive, coming back to him. He wakes up in bed with both uh, Tomoe and uh, mm. Mio in bed to get mm. on both his sides. No way. Ooh, hey, moving up in life. Yeah. No, he still refuses them. Aww. <laughs> well, we almost had a moment. Yeah. Um, more or less the villagers being happy that he's alive and everything. Um, introducing new uh, small Tomoe, which he's now named Komoe. Of course. Yes. Of course. Yes. And that the fact that they recruited the forest ogres while he was away. <laughs> it doesn't show it, but by recruit, they force him into a brutal training camp where they have to fight the denizens of the war- mist plane who are much stronger than them. And little Komoe, anytime they try to rest, comes out of nowhere to beat sense into everyone. Um, he opens a store in the city where he's been this whole time, which gets received well and everything. Then he plans to go on to the academy he attempted to go to, uh, Ishiki. Hmm. 
then yeah, it just ends with a reference to the two heroes being on the battlefield and everything, and just there's a whole demon human war going on, which they're gonna dive more into in season two that was announced. Are you pumped up for season two? Yes and no. Oh, okay. Because I mean, if it's gonna go more focus hard on the two other heroes, I mean it'll be all right. Uh, see how both of them are doing. But I'm curious what other content it's going to do because I've only read the manga and the manga's not anywhere near close to being finished with what light novel stuff has. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Kind of like um, kind of like solo leveling. You know, it has the, the webtoon, but the light novel is like literally complete. Yes. Got it. Yeah. But, I mean, overall, it was what I was hoping for. It's about where I expected it to end. Um, it did skim over a couple things, but nothing too major. Unlike what's going on in Eden Zero, which I'm going to be honest, <laughs> I've sort of lost touch with Eden Zero. I mean, I still, <laughs> I'm still reading the manga chapters, but the episodes, I'm not feeling it anymore. I, I just don't know why. Okay, so I actually have something to comment on that. Okay. All right, so I feel I have felt the same way when it comes to the Eden Zero. Because, I mean, this content that we have for this first season, it's not terrible. Let's be real. It's not. But... Josh, now that you've also read the manga, you can also you you can agree. You know this whole first arc of finding the the stars, whatever. After that is absolutely phenomenal, is it not? Yeah, no, it's really good after that. Yeah, exactly. Just, you know, it's it's kind of slow to, to start out. But here's what I did find out. So I was like, I was three episodes behind coming into yesterday. So I watched twenty two, twenty three, and twenty four back to back to back for, uh, to get ready for the show. And I gotta say, doing that made me realize that this show is just honestly especially for this first season, a lot better of a binge than it is watching how me and you've been watching. Because watching those three in, in succession was absolutely probably some of my favorite watch for the week as a whole. Like I like 22, I, you know, was, was good, uh, emotional, because you get to see, you know, the, the Valkyrie backstory. Yeah. Uh, 23, loved it. 24, loved it. Watching them right after another, I was hooked. But I'm with you, because everything up till now, watching it every single week, I'm just like... All right, I guess it's time to watch Eden Zero. I mean, I like it, but it's just like there's not anything over the top happening. You know what I mean? But I mean, I still didn't feel because I didn't watch last week, so I watched 23 and 24 back to back, and I, I mean, I was sort of just yeah. I I enjoyed them. I enjoyed them. 23 um, has the battle between Shiki and Kuro and I. Uh, then has you know has a little moment where Shiki's fighting everyone, which um, I don't know. It was very it was very kind of quiet and faint. But shout out to whatever track was playing when he was fighting everyone. Yeah. That was actually a really dope track. I'm going to have to find it. I, it that, was, that was a really nice track that was playing. I did have to laugh at that moment when uh, Shiki was fighting Kurnai and then the three guys there who were initially, and the dude with the axe just going, he has an ether gear. I mean, and being it's like, those are super rare. I mean, going, no, they're not. At this point, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I was just like... I mean, even at that time, Ether Gear, when it's this whole thing of it's supposed to be rare, and then, like, the entire crew has an Ether Gear. Yeah, literally the entire fucking crew. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, I should have seen this coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like, when I think back to Fairy Tale, there were super rare things in Fairy Tale, too, which weren't very rare. <laughs> yep. Bingo. Bingo. Um, you know, with this fight, uh, Kurt and I, you know, um, she pulls out a giant mech robot, which shout out to the fact that the CGI did not look like complete shit. I personally didn't think it looked like complete shit. I thought it looked pretty solid. Uh, but my favorite thing from this episode, shout out to the trademark Hiro Mashima moment. 
Like just the little attention of detail when ha- it was right after the happy transformation for the guns and you see Rebecca shooting shout out to the attention of detail where her tits are bouncing. Rebecca's tits are bouncing as she's shooting. I see this and I'm like, yeah, this is a hero Mashma series. All right. <laughs> the added attention to detail. I'm not sure why you caught that detail, but I don't, it was, it was flat out in it's, front of my fucking screen. It's the detail he was looking for. Bingo! I've got to watch for this. I don't care about your opinion on it, Josh. You literally posted a picture in Discord of, hey, side boob. Uh Yeah, yeah. Those are my notes for one piece. Calm down. That's true. Okay. But listen, listen, I've got to point this out because in the final season of Fairy Tale, Lucy's tits changed size every episode. They were a different size. Me and John both noticed this. Okay. Anyway, shout out to that trademark uh, moment there. But, um, you know, uh, Baku of the, the Zaitan 3 comes down to fight in the Labor District, uh, which then we get introduced to Arsenal. Arsenal just being uh, Weiss's transformation. Weiss? Weiss, thank you. Uh, Weiss, from, <laughs> that's Dragon Ball. My bad. Uh, uh, Weiss is like, you know, armor transformation, which looks really cool. You know, we get the official introduction of that, and he's trying to play superhero. He's just like, I, I am not. I am not Weiss. And it's like, okay, yeah, you're, you're Weiss. It's like, no, I am not. I am a hero. I will never reveal my identity. Uh, but dude, but damn, does he bear it all at the end? Yes. <laughs> yes, he does. Dude, The I loved the effects for Arsenal. Like, you know, switching between like different weapons and stuff. I yeah. thought it looked so clean. It really did. And his uh, Metallica explosion, so good. So it looked so fucking cool, dude. Like, seriously, if that's going to be like the how it's always going to look whenever he uses Arsenal mode, Yo, I'm here for it because it looked like legit as he sw- as he's using his ether gear, switching between the different you know the different versions of weapons, whether they're small or the giant cannon or whatever. It looked so clean, so I'm I'm pretty pumped for that going forward. I love the way the episode ended, where you know once uh you know he you know all of his ether is drained essentially because of the arsenal armor, you know he um uh you know j- is just completely naked and he doesn't even realize it at first. Um, but also with this episode, the moment with sister was fantastic. Oh, absolutely with her, fantastic! With her hardcore crushing on Rebecca. Yes, absolutely fantastic. Where you see sister, she's sitting there. She's like, oh, I can't get a hold of Rebecca. What the hell? It's like I'm so irritated. And then uh, Moscow's just like, you know, well, you know, who do you love more, me or? And and she immediately just cuts him off. And she's like, Rebecca. He's just like. At least let me finish the question first. And sister's like, but she's just so cute. I can't help it. Like, she's even my lock screen. <laughs> and which is like, oh, my. And Weiss is like, oh, it's getting kind of steamy in here. <laughs> Shout out to that scene. That scene was hilarious. Which so makes more sense during the whole uh, the bondage, bondage training. Yeah, yeah, the bondage training. Shout out to that. Um, <clears throat> but with the, naked, with, uh, with, the, with the naked wise going into the next episode, had an absolutely just phenomenal moment where it's like, you know, he's naked. There's all these people looking at him and he immediately tries to get Rebecca's skirt. He's like, give me your skirt. And he's just like, I need, it. I don't want all these people looking at me. And then he grabs poor little Pino and puts Pino in front of his junk. And he's sitting there saying about how uncomfortable the situation he's in. Cause everyone sees him and Pino at the most straight emotionless face says, I am also in an extremely uncomfortable situation as well right now. I lost my shit. That was a hilarious way to start the episode. Um, you know, and you know, with twenty four, you know, you get you just you continue the Shiki Koronai uh, fight, but it doesn't really take a it doesn't take a, a front you know front and center sort of situation. No, it sort of just sort of passes. It, yeah, it, it continuing to fight it. through the city, then they fall into the labor district, 
and him going on about how, hey, I got you closer to uh, Homura. And they, they continue to fight. Then it mainly focuses on uh, Rebecca. Rebecca versus yep. Nino in animes to save the universe. Yes. And how she fucking won. She gets smacked in the face and comes yep. to realize that their fights when they went to the time planet was all stage. Xiao Mei had. Yeah, Xiao Mei. Yeah, Xiao Mei had apparently given them hints on how to win their fights. Yep. She came to realize. And through this realization, she somehow activates her ether gear. Yep. Remember how ether gear is supposed to be rare? Yep. Remember that? Pepper Charm remembers. Uh, but yeah, she activates her ether gear and then she's got to go fast. That's that. <laughs> that's all I saw at that well, moment. Well, not even got to go fast. She activates her ether gear, which she's called Leaper. Yep. And somehow reverses time to right before she got knocked the fuck out. Um, proceeds to counter his punch by jumping backwards and then spout on about an anime episode to a guy yep. about how a brainwashed hero is kicked in the face and uh, bring him back to his senses and uses the name of the move from the manga, not the anime, the manga. The manga. And the guy's just like, that's the name for the manga. I like the manga better. So did I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the battle of the weaves come to a close. <laughs> Uh, after that, we just have some stuff with uh, Homer, uh, with the the whip dude, the super rapey guy. Yeah, that guy's weird. He's know. super rapey. Yeah, he he sends off some some weird vibes, dude. Um, but uh, with, with with that you know moment of him just coming in being a dick, fucking with uh with Valkyrie, whatever. Um, you know, you get to see a pretty sweet moment of where Homer just like loses her shit and her ether gear just like completely just powers up and she uses Odin Strike. Which is you know Valkyrie's like signature move, which was super cool to see. That was that was that was a very awesome animated shot, uh, and that, that's pretty much where the episode kind of comes to a close. That that dude gets stabbed to the chest. Shout out to that. Fuck that scumbag. But uh, I mean, it, it, it was clean. Um, next episode that's coming out this weekend, twenty five, is the season finale, mm-hmm. uh, which is of course we've already got some setup in. Last episode of Draken, Draken was kind of set up in 23. So 25 is just going to further help set that up or what's going to come in season two with Draken Joe. Yeah, Draken stole Kurnai's satellite, says it's for loan. He's found the Eden's ship. Yep. And that they're going to board it and take it over. And then Xiao Mei also has a moment where she comes in and it's just like, Rebecca's activated her ether gear, but she's only activated a small portion of it. Bingo. There's a lot more to come. All right. I've been waiting for this moment. Have you? Yep. What moment is that? Buckle up, everyone. Saddle up. It's time. To my understanding, we have uh, quite the shit show to go over. So, Zach, let me hear it. What sort of... Uh, Hit the button. God, which one was it? Don't, 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 get, it don't get it wrong. Don't get it wrong. What the f*** is this chapter? Nope. Damn it! <laughs> no. Nope. Did I just watch? There, there you go. go. I was so close. I had a 50-50 shot and I fucked it up. <laughs> Damn it! So. Dragon Quest 49-50. Yeah, Dragon Quest was a shit show. Uh, so 49th episode was the team battle begins, which proceeds with all of Dai's people facing off against all of the royal knights of Hadlar. And... Instead of actually having a fucking team battle, they naturally pair off and go have a bunch of fucking solo battles within the same fucking area. And I'm just like, this isn't a goddamn team battle. This is a bunch of assholes going and fighting in different sections and going, hey, I'm not going to interrupt you, so I'm going to go beat this bitch somewhere else. 
<laughs> proceeds to fight and have everyone fighting, and everyone realizes they're in matchups against the Royal Knights that they can't win. Dai has an existential crisis of why he can't perform with his sword, even though it's been stately expressed across multiple episodes that the sword will only come out if you need it. If it's not coming out, you don't fucking need it. It's pretty straightforward, people. But he continues to have an existential crisis of, I can't get my sword. I can't beat him without my sword. But the sword won't come out. How do I get the sword to come out? And this whole thing. Um, yeah, Ma'am's just smashing a dude with speed. Yeah, Nothing really goes on with her. Hunkel fights. I don't even remember which one Hunkel fights, but oh, he fights the queen. And those two more or less just have a standoff of respect. Pop. Love that. Uh, Crocodine fights Rook, which is their muscly guy, and proceeds to get baned by uh, Rook. There's literally a moment where Rook has Crocodine over him and spinning his back. Uh, <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> um, and just getting completely. Batman. <laughs> uh, Pop is trying to assess the situation and fight Finrin, which is the bishop piece. And Pop got a new staff, and Finrin immediately cuts that shit and throws it away, and that staff is no longer useful. Pop cannot get staffs without breaking them. Uh, Pawn, who dies fighting, almost kills him because of his existential crisis, which... Re- to get over, for all the tropes that is, requires Hunkel 2, spiky-haired Nova, to suddenly decide, I can't be on the ground. I have to fight through this and throw knives at Pawn, which stops Pawn from killing Dai. Dai going, oh, that's what I needed to do. I need to push past myself. I've, obviously, if I can't draw my sword, I can obviously beat him with my skills. I just had to push past myself. And me just going, God damn it. <laughs> what was the whole point of this? There was no point. There wasn't any point. There really wasn't. It was just had to be a trope. Uh, Hunkle... Actually, no, Hunkle didn't do anything. Pop came in and helped die. And they teamed together. Hunkle cut off the knight who man was fighting arm off because it had the shield that blocked all magic spells. And naturally, because his arm got cut off and uh, the pawn dude got fucking owned after Dai realized he didn't need his sword, that the rest of the Royal Knights had to naturally group up. Because, I don't know, we're going to just group up. Which then lets Pop use his super magic, super awesome arrow spell to shoot them super all. Super awesome, okay. That, now that they're grouped up, and more or less it shows them being wiped off. And me going, what was the point in this fight? <laughs> there wasn't even a team battle. <laughs> there was no point. Which goes into episode 50. Um, 50 shows off them having been obliterated. And luckily, thank God, because I was just like, if they got offed by that one spell, there was no point to these characters. Fair. They managed to survive because their big tower dude, Rook, Naturally, the one defense he could think of to stop was he fell flat on all his uh, allies to cover for him and just got shredded. His entire back was gone. Um, instead of continuing the fight, an image of Hadlar shows up and it's just like, yo, what are y'all doing? Y'all are supposed to be protecting the land of death. Lands of death. Get your asses there. 
We're done. They can come and fight us there. We good? We good. All right, peace. Later. <laughs> he pieces out. All Deuces. his, all his um, pieces, royal knights show up, disappear, and they're just like, well, we need to help all the people now. Go get people. They proceed to go get people and heal all the people that have been harmed and everything at the harbor. Meanwhile, Meanwhile. Chew, our dumb rat, who now has an item from Crocodile, which he, if he blows this flute, it calls a monster, and if he beats said monster, they will then follow him undividedly without question. <laughs> he Sounds re- handy. Yeah, he has recruited Gomoy, not just because Gomoy wanted to tag along. Okay, fair. A weird dragon creature, which I don't remember its name, and then a sea slime. To discover the entrance of the base of Hadlar's palace, which results in Hadlar sending one of his knights that are back to go fight Chu. And more or less just go beat Chew up. Poor Chew. No, not poor Chew. Oh, okay. Poor Chew's mm-hmm. worse than Pop. Fuck Chew. Chew's a fucking piece, dumb piece of shit. Yeah, fuck Chew. Fuck you, Chew. Um, you die. But naturally, because this is his episode, he has to have a moment where he sacrifices himself by throwing himself on the guy that's made of entirely blades to save the sea slime that was fighting it. And more or less just get pummeled until... Oblivion to show that he's a good leader, and then his compatriots follow in, follow his leadership to say, all for one, one for all. If he's going to fight for us, we're going to fight for him. Friendship bullshit. And just results in the bishop dude literally just beating all of them up. (laughs) That's it. That sounds stupid. Yeah. And it ends with him about to kill him, and Pop, Crocodine, and Hadlar, not Hadlar, uh, Hune Cool goes as an advanced party to the island, and that's where it ends. You know, hearing you talk about things like that, there is a slight side of humanity within me where it's just like, damn, I kind of feel bad that I left Dragon Quest on the script for him. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's there sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it's apparently super popular in Japan. Which is wild. I mean, it's super trope-heavy for me, so that's what kills me every episode. Fair. I mean, overall, it's not. I, I wouldn't say it's a bad series. I'd say it's at least a decent series. It's just I can't get over the tropes. <laughs> Fair enough. So if they like totally rewrote it, it would be better. No. Is what you're saying. No, no. he says. <laughs> just take all the tropes out. No. No. I mean, no, if they took well. the tropes out, then there'd be nothing there, and it wouldn't be as popular <laughs> as it is. Fair. So, yeah, That's no. Fair. I really can't say anything about the tropes because the tropes are apparently timeless that this old ass series got animated so long and it's gained more popularity. So go with that, I guess talking about other things that are timeless. How's one piece and it's never ending story. Yep. Oh, uh, the 92 rock. and nine ninety three. Yeah. Your rock. The one that yeah. you will never, ha- you will never be rid of. Never. I'll never fin. I'll be dead. So I'm not finished it. Um, so as we've kind of spoiled it before, um, side boob, side boob, um, I no, do, so, you like, do you like this side boob? Do you like that side boob? Well, you shouldn't. Because that's my side boob. Shut family out. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I have no... What? Okay. It's family guy. Sorry. I don't know. Jack, you gotta... I, yeah, I guess our IQs are too high for family guy. Um, <laughs> see, no laugh. That's why I don't make jokes. <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> no, barely. I laughed. Kitty laughs. Anyway, so 992 starts out with uh, Yamamoto saying, 
that she needs to talk to Luffy and Luffy be like, all right, you got three seconds. She's like, no, I need more than that. He's like, all right, 30 seconds. He's like, I need at least 10 minutes. And so they compromise and Luffy gives her one minute. Good compromise, um, I guess. Yeah. A fantastic compromise. So we cut from there to the performance floor where Rochi's giving a speech about how he's going to execute Momo and kind of a funny moment where like Jimbei and Robin are trying to blend into the crowd of uh, beast pirates. And so like <laughs> Jimbei's just like awkwardly laughing at everything uh, Orochi is saying. And then randomly Robin just goes, yeah, give me the breath so I can guide, gouge his eyes out. And I was like, I can only imagine um, Jimbei trying to fit in with a crowd. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's a so giant blue fucking fish man. Whale amongst, shark fish man. Amongst a yeah. bunch of animal people. Yeah, it's just, he's not so blending like a, in. <laughs> there's like a random dude talking to Jimbei the entire time. He's like, "Yeah, you know what I mean. You know what I mean." And Jimbei's like, "Yeah, sure." Like, yeah, yeah. He's no like clearly, and like all he does on the Sun Pirate tattoo on his chest is just like tape. There's tape covering it up, and it's not even good because you can still see it. See, um, this is what I talk about old anime tropes. Yeah, <laughs> this is really bad disguises. You um, know that reminds yeah. me. Episode 49 of Animan Plus, Zach accidentally wore a work shirt. So we put tape over the logo of his work shirt with Animan Plus 49. Go back and watch <laughs> the episode. You can see it for yourself. That's, that's actually kind of funny now that I know. Um, so yeah, then we go from there to Orochi telling everybody in the performance floor, like, yo, those red scabbards, like, they travel through time, you know, because Toki's a witch and sent them through time. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, that couldn't happen. And Mom was just like, Bitch, I'll kill you for that. Don't talk about my mama. Um, <laughs> uh, then it cuts the law and the and the scabbards that aren't Kinemon and Dinjaro that we've got pretty much focused on the last few episodes, um, where Law like opens a room and shambles a mountain and trades places with everybody. And no sooner do they do they get there than a uh, cat viper just comes like crashing down out of the sky because Marco dropped him. Um, then we get the reunion between Kiku and Izu, who haven't seen each other for over 20 years at this point. Um, yeah, then then we get another quick cut to uh, to you know Kaido talking to Jack and King, and he walks out into the performance floor and pretty much announces the uh, the new Onigashima project, which at that point cut again to the attic where they've compromised again, and Luffy's given Yamamoto five minutes to make her plea. Um, and she basically just tells Luffy how she wants to be Odin and free Wano. And at this point in time, Luffy's like, all right, you want to be Odin? You're a dude. Okay, gotcha. Um, and so then Yamamoto reveals her side boob, I mean her face. Uh, <laughs> and then after the face is when she rips off the sleeves and it's full on side boob. Just lots of side boob. Which Luffy is visibly confused because he's like, but you're a man, but boob. But so much boob. side boob. But, that's but so accurate. Side that's boob. accurate to the manga, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just like, look, I, Zach, Zach. I know you have like a confused face almost, but man, you've seen Yamamoto, of course. Man, they really stress the side boob with with Yamamoto. Like Yamamoto's in, in, name should literally just be side boob. Like they stress it pretty hardcore in the manga. Yeah. So that's at what, least that's, they're doing it justice in the anime, I guess. So, so now that picture in my in my note that I posted in the Discord make a little more sense. Nope. Um, oh, well, that's fair. 
And then to, uh, to end this episode off, she tells Luffy that he reminds her of Ace. Hmm, what could it be? What could it, what could it mean? I don't know, but we'll find out in 993, which is now. Um, shout out. Which fun, yeah. Shout out. Fun fact. God, too, I was on the edge uh, of my since, fucking seat. Since Yamamoto uh, revealed her face in the last episode, now the opening has Yamamoto's face not shadowed out, which is, you know, kind of a cool small touch that they usually do. It's nice that. when they update the opening in some capacity, because I know with like my hero oh, yeah. for those brief episodes, they changed the opening to my villain academia, but nothing else changed, of course. I mean, I still yeah. got the same opening in Dragon Quest. Hey, you're supposed to get a new one soon. Yeah. Apparently not. I think it's sometime in October. It's coming. Yeah. And then big shout out to Black Clover for villain uh, eight, uh, Asa's mom and uh, what's the name? <laughs> LeBebe? In the opening, to have him shut it up. Anyway. So, Yamamoto tells, ends up telling Luffy about Ace and how she met him and fought him and drank with him. And Luffy gives her the patented Luffy look anytime anyone ever mentions Ace in the series, which is the look that conveys, you mean I'm not the only person in the world that's ever met my brother? You know, Whitebeard's second division commander and the reason for the Paramount War? Like, I'm, the only, I'm not the only person that knows about him. Which is <laughs> a very common face. True. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we just cut from that face. There's a lot of cuts. Uh, there's so much going on in this arc. There is. From now on, there I'm just going to say cut to every time I have to talk about a new segment, which is going to be about every other sentence. Hey, and you know what? Um, That's probably the best way to handle it, because if you don't read the One Piece manga and you are entering Wayno for the first time it, with just his anime, he is not shitting you. There is so much there is no other arc in one piece that has as much going on as wayno does right now like yeah, th- there's just a, not so when he says it, he, i'm just gonna cut to this cut to this cut this that's legit how the manga chapters go <laughs> pretty pretty much like we get like a big fight that takes three panels and it's cut to something yes um, so yeah then we cut to uh cut the law and the rest of the scabbard too you know, having the reunion with marco well marco actually flies off he says like oh you know i saw some shit on my way which we know is Sparrow Sparrow, because he kicked him off the, the side of the waterfall. Um, so they have their union, and I was like, all right, peace out. I got my own thing to do. And uh, hearing that, Cat Viper's like, you know, I'm glad I'm, glad I'm here, because, uh, you know, you, you guys would probably lose without me. I'm like, you know, Dog, dog Storm insults him, and at that moment, Cat Viper just, like, holds up his right or his left arm, which is now a gun. It's like, what do you say what? about this? Isn't it cool? Yeah. So let's go back in time a little bit. I mean, I really, not, I'm not sure if I want to. Well, it, do they it's just not, Frankenstein a him a gun arm? Is that Pretty what happened? Much, yeah. In the zoo arc, Cat Viper and Dogstorm basically get like their limbs, the cap like cut off by Jack. So at this point, now they have they have new limbs. So yeah. So Cat Viper's got a gun arm. Why not just give him a hippo? Those are apparently powerful. True. Hey, you know what? But this gun is special. This gun does has it shoot Kaido hippos? Killing... Yeah, does it shoot out hippos, no. please? No. Damn this it. gun is special. It has Kaido killing bullets. Oh, of course it does. Yeah, so, you know. It is convenient. I don't know how true it is, but <laughs> that's what it says. And so they have pretty much the cool, like, oh, cool moment. Um and then out of nowhere, some like headless soldiers start attacking them, and they end up destroying or beating them and finding out that they're just painting. So they're like, oh, Kanjuro's up to this. Um, and so they they encounter Kanjuro, and he tells he starts to tell them how he beats the shit out of Momosuke, which at this point I have to point out, 
I believe the last episode I covered One Piece, I had a gripe because the blood was white. Yeah, you that's did. So you weird. Did. So red blood's back, at least for this episode, because there's a lot of blood. But yeah, red blood's back. Um, so basically, all pissed off at what Kinjiro just said. The scabbers just like fuck up Kinjiro's guys, like his beast pirates and his paintings. And when I say fuck up, like they murder, like gunshots to the head, headshots. They're not holding back. Um, and this is when Dog Viper reveals his Frankenstein's leg, which is a sword for his two sword style, which I assume he just like kicks it. Anyway. Um, and, uh, so Kiku's the only one left not fighting anybody, and she confronts Kanjuro and asks, like, you know, was it all a lie? It can't have all been a lie. And, you know, how did, how did you do it? How did you go through so much with everybody? And Kanjuro just looks at her acting. Because that's his whole character plot, is that he's just a very, very good actor. So um, Kiku versus Kanjuro start, but as soon as it starts, cut two. Nami, Carrot, and Shinobu running away from a bunch of sold objects, which they call yokai, so we're going to call them yokai, yokai, that are pretty much chasing them because Nami stole Zeus. Um, and Nami and Carrot get caught and convince Shinobu that she needs to, like, you know, not worry about them, run away, someone's got to save Momo. Um, and by that point, you just see you know, Zeus coming in to help and he just gets grabbed by the Nimbuses. Um, and at that point you cut to Luffy and Yamamoto in the attic again, where Yamamoto is basically like being a not cool person. Well, not really, but the way she does it, where she's like, you know, Ace invited me out to see, but I couldn't go because I was afraid my hands were going to explode because of these shackles. But if I get these shackles off, you'll take me out to see because you're Ace's brother, which the logic is there, I guess. Um, to which this leads into, also I should mention, in this particular episode, I give it a 2 out of 10 on side boob, not very much, by the way. I know it's not a very important fact, but let's roll with it. Um, so at this point, Yamamoto is basically lamenting the fact that she can't leave the island because the aforementioned exploding handcuffs and she's afraid she's going to lose her hands. And Luffy's just like, okay, well, just take them off. She's like, I can't take them off. He's like, but just do it. Um, which then cuts again to basically Kaido announcing his plans to gather the ancient weapons, which I'm going to be real with you here. I don't remember that. I don't remember Kaido being like, I'm going to get the ancient weapons. I'm going to fuck shit up. But I guess it happened. I didn't have the due diligence to go back and check, but it just, it took me for a loop. So I was like, this is the first time hearing of this. Um, and then, you know, announces his, uh, his alliance with big mom, which big mom makes her big entrance by again, grabbing Zeus by the nimbuses and just squeezing. till it just sparks lightning everywhere. <laughs> and that's, that's where the episode ends. Oh, Jesus. A dirty thought. It ends with big mom. Abusing her cloud. Yep, she just grabbed him by the nimbuses and just squeezed. Mm. And it's also important to note that, like, from what I remember, at least, 
Zeus looks like he's in pain when he's being squeezed, so. Yeah. Poor guy. Poor Cloud. Poor Cloud. Okay, whatever. Sure, why not? Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one piece. That's actually it's the best the way to put it. It's one piece. Josh, do you need me to get a cut sound effect of some sort on the soundboard for you? So every time you say cut, I just hit a button. Shut up, Zach. I mean, you, you could do that. Shut but... up. I'm the one who makes all the sound effects. I'm not going to have you make this one. I'll get something else. I feel like I, I feel like it'd, it'd just be quicker for me to be like, cut two, cut, cut two. Like oh. instead of having to be like, all right, Alex, push that button. Oh no, you don't seconds. have you don't have to wait. You don't have to tell me to push the button. As soon as they cut two, I'm just gonna hit the button. It's gonna yeah, oh, it's, oh. yeah it's gonna keep it's gonna keep on rolling, rolling with it, man. You, you know, we'll have at least another two years of this. So yeah, let's <laughs> let's test the button out. Uh, let's go ahead and just cut that idea. Bad idea, Alex. No, 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 no. It's a it's a good idea. Let's test it out. I mean, we got two two years to figure out if it's gonna work. No, I mean, okay, fair. All right, we're gonna get a cut yeah. button then, just for Josh. Just for his one. Yeah. Now the question is, will I be able to pay attention enough to always hit the button? No. That is Shut the up. question. Yes, I will. That... <laughs> mm. Mm, okay, that's doubtful. Hey, hey, whoa, come on, come on. Hey, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. We'll get there eventually. Yeah. Uh overall, yeah. um, you know, some of these series that uh, we've been following, uh, they've all come to a close. My Hero, Tokyo Avengers, Reincarnated Islam, Eden's got one left, Tsukamichi. Um, overall, pretty good batch. I mean, this all coming from mostly spring season, uh, with the exception of Tsukamichi. That's the only summer season, right, that started that we actually followed? Because uh, everything else started in spring. Yeah, no, that sounds right. I think yeah. so. Yeah. I don't know. Summer didn't really have a whole lot that really jumped out at me. You know, I looked at the list, and Tsukamichi was the only one that jumped out at me. Then I saw Spider People, and I said no. You're like, nope. You yeah. noped out of that one. Yeah, I noped out of that one big time. But, uh, I mean, we're, we, we, you know, with this episode, we just lost four series. We're losing Eden's next week. Boruto will never be a permanent thing. I'm going to go ahead and stress that. It's going to be randomly thrown on there from time. Like, oh, hey, guys, I watched Boruto, by the way. That was good. <laughs> only uh, when it's interesting. Only when it's interesting. Yes, yes. But, hey, we've got some good stuff coming up, though, like, uh, you know, this upcoming weekend. We have a couple series starting. I know one that is 1,000% locked in for the lineup is 86 Season 2. Fucking love 86. If you have not seen it yet, definitely give it a watch. Uh, Demon Slayer Season 2 is kicking off on the on October 10th. That is a Sunday. Uh, of course, when it comes to Demon Slayer Season 2, the first like six episodes... Well, Episode 1 is uh, anime original. Episode one's anime yeah. original, and then it's like two through seven, I think, is the train arc. Which again, I'm I'm excited for. Josh, don't press buttons, young man. You're gonna startle oh, I'm us. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but then purpose. and then December fifth, the uh, the entertainment district arc uh, does start. So overall, I'm pumped to check out. I'm pumped. I'm actually really excited to watch the train arc, and, you know, in episode format because I believe in Demon Slayer's case. They are going to be kind of like what, Bor- what Boruto did, and they're going to go above and beyond. It's not going to be a Dragon Ball situation where it's going to be they're going to be complete hot garbage. You know what I'm going to do? What I'm just going to hope that someone overlays the Demon Slayer train arc with the train stuff that happens from Water Seven and One Piece. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> uh, but Demon Slayer eighty six will one hundred percent be locked in for the lineup. Looking forward to watching those every single week and reviewing. Uh, now that we do have, uh, you know what else is going to be locked in? What? Talk Top Destiny. I'm going to watch the shit out of that. Okay, so you are one hundred percent locked in even before an episode. Yeah, no, I'm going to watch that because 
whole plot of it just seems ridiculous. Okay, so that's locked in then because he's 100% locked in without seeing an episode. I have it on the list as a checking out. I'm checking this out, 100%. I'm watching the first episode. comes out on Tuesday, October 5th. Um, I'm watching it 100%. This this looks, you know, he's right. The story just looks ridiculous. I think it's going to have an absolutely incredible soundtrack because, I mean, again, the series is literally based on music, you know. So me and Zach both kind of agreed when we saw the trailer. It's like, wow, this is going to have a banger soundtrack. So that's going to be locked in. Platinum in coming out on October 7th uh, on a Thursday. I hate how it's going to be on a Thursday. I hate how it's going to be on. It's like Dr. Stone season two all over again for me. Um, but Platinum in 100% checking out. More than likely going to be locked into the lineup. I'm really excited to watch this. Uh, there are some other series that, that I personally may check out. I don't know about you boys. Uh, new Digimon series. Digimon Ghost Game is coming out uh, this Saturday, Saturday uh, the 2nd. I'm gonna, I'll watch the first episode. I'll see how it goes. I mean, it's, it's not... I can get hyped up about some Digimon. Yeah, I mean, you know, w- you know, Digimon Adventure, the reboot, is coming to a close. Also, yeah. shout out to the finale for Digimon Adventure because they, they introduced like a new uh, form of uh, Omnimon. And he looked sick. So that was pretty dope. I couldn't personally get into the reboot. I tried, like, I watched, I think, like, seven episodes. I didn't really get into it, which is disappointing because I do like Digimon anime. You know why? Why? Because we're no longer the target audience for that. See, Just like with yep. Shaman King. Okay, now that's fair. But, you know, the thing is, though, like, I can still sit down and watch some of the older seasons of Digimon, though. You know why? Because nostalgia. No, because in the new reboot, they seem much more like elementary school kids. Now, that and is the, fair. In the original, I didn't realize they were elementary school kids. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Because when it comes to the original stuff, uh, Digimon Tamers was probably my favorite. Because if you rewatch yeah. Digimon Tamers, as, well, I don't know. I really like Digimon Frontier, the one where they turned yeah. out. I love that. But Digimon Tamers, if you rewatch that as an adult, you realize how fucking dark that's. Oh, Tamers is super dark. It is very, very dark. So, I mean, that's what I enjoy. But I'll watch Ghost Game. I'll watch the first episode, see how it goes. Uh, Tesla Note, that comes out on the 3rd, um, which I have it listed as a Friday. It's, it's a Sunday. My apologies on that one. Uh, Tesla Note, the only reason I'm curious of this is because this was a newer series in Weekly Shonen Magazine that sold like complete dog shit, got kicked out of the main magazine, and shoved down to a B Squad magazine, yet it gets an anime. So because of that, I am I I you know you know what I mean. I'm just curious. Like you know, you had shit sales, you got kicked out of the big leagues, but yet you get an anime. So I am curious. I may watch first episode. We'll see. Uh, Move Love Alternative. That is one that was like Crunchyroll Expo. That's coming out on the sixth. May check that one out. Uh, Sakugan. Uh, I don't really know much about this, but it seems kind of interesting. Where it's like you know, humanity is basically living underground, shoulder to shoulder within like these giant labyrinths and stuff. Don't know why they're having to live underground. That's why I'm kind of interested about it because it's like, okay, what's going on with the surface? What's going on with these labyrinths? May check that out. And uh, Build the Vive looks like uh, Build the Vive. Sorry, looks like a some sort of a new like it's another it's another card type series, card game type series in the looks of it. Uh, I don't know. I thought the promo art looked pretty cool. Uh, I think the I think the studio. I think another reason why Build Divide caught my eye is because the studio for this one is the same as Tokyo Avengers Studio. Okay, so that caught my eye. Yeah. So I may check that out. That's coming out in the ninth, and then of course, poor Zach. We already mentioned it earlier. Yashihime season two does actually kick off this weekend on the second. Yeah. Are you going to watch it like before you know for the next episode? Or are you going to hold off on it? I mean, I'll go ahead and watch the okay. first episode, see where it goes. All right. So will you get to hear his thoughts on Anime Plus episode fifty two? But uh, I got to say though, um, you know, we we did have the delay for Rising the here we obviously had the delay of of whatever the hell bleach was going to come out it's supposed to come out this year yeah uh but overall yeah. like with some of the things that we have coming out for this fall i think we got a pretty good fall lined up boys it's gonna be a lot better in the summer i don't i, I now yeah I, I don't think it's gonna hold a candle to the spring season that spring season was legit you know the uh, spring, yeah 
Yeah, spring was great. Winter was fantastic. Last winter was. But, hey, I feel like we got a pretty good fall season, boys. You know, 86 season yeah. two for sure. Demon Slayer, that was going to be a couple bangers. Talked about Destiny, that's going to be pretty solid. I, you know, Platinum in that looks good. Um, and who knows whatever, you know, more underrated ones we can find, like some of these ones that I shouted out. Um, so, I think we got a pretty good spring uh, uh, fall season, boys. I'm pretty pumped. This Saturday yeah. kicks it off. I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. It'll definitely be interesting to see what sticks and what doesn't. Bingo. Like, Bingo. If, if we have it, another Yashi in there. You know, some of this is like, no, I'm not going to do this. Bingo. Bingo. All right, well, let's jump over to uh, Manga Talk. Uh, we are not going to review P6 on this episode because we are an hour and 30 in. Uh, we'll do P6 another time. Uh, I think I'm the only one I read it. Zach, did you read it? No, I read it. Okay, so me and Zach are the only ones that read it. Uh, we're going to review P6, a brand new series that kicked off in Weekly Shonen Jump another time. Uh, it is a musical manga that is okay. That's all I'll say for now. It's okay. I think it has some potential. But I don't think it's going to make it. I will say that up front right now. I don't think it's going to make it, but we'll see. But we'll give a full review on that another time. Uh, so we'll just go ahead and do our manga ratings now. Hop into that. get the, Knock the show out in a beautiful fashion. Uh, so kicking things off, uh, we have One Piece, uh, 1026. Josh, how you feeling? Mm-hmm. Let me give it a nine. It was uh, a good chomp. I'm going to give it a nine as well. I'm riding with you, bud. My Hero Academia, 327. Rinse, soap, repeat. Nine. Rinse, soap, repeat. Nine. Eight. I love, I love Debbie's face throughout this entire thing. I was, I was. Did you just say seven? That's yeah. Weird. I'm muted. Okay. You. All right, he's muted. Yeah. <laughs> he's, you know, the show can't hear him anymore. That's all that matters. Uh, Black Clover, 307. Seven. Uh, I give Black Clover 307 a seven. Yeah. Am I muted still? No, you're good. Okay, I'm going to give it a seven. All right. Dr. Stone, 212. And it is now officially confirmed. It's in its final. Yeah, the Dr. Stone is in its final. We were already really feeling the vibes for that, but it is now open open knowledge. Yeah. Yes, it's in its final arc. But, uh, yeah, 212, how are we feeling? Hmm. Eh, seven. Yeah. Uh, seven, yeah. I think seven's Seven. Fine. JJK, 160. I'm not entirely sure what happened, but seven. I agree with that. I <laughs> yeah. agree with that. Seven, I, there was a whole lot of good. there was a whole lot of stuff said. It, we did get the uh, official uh, accusations of to the hell's parents to Yuji's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but other than that, I wasn't entirely sure what was going on. I agree. They were making plans for stuff, but I feel like if I went back and read the previous chapters, it would have made more sense to me. Maybe, probably. Uh, yeah, I feel like the calling game is going to be like that. Like. It's better if you just like go back and read it to refresh, get all the information at once instead of broken up over months. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the cooling game is going to be a good uh, good binge read. Yeah, for people, kind of like Odin's backstory for me. I'm gonna give it a seven as well. Uh, Mission Yuzukor Family, chapter ninety nine. I'm gonna give this one probably an eight. It was a really funny chapter. I enjoyed this chapter quite a bit. Uh, Undead Luck, chapter eighty. I'm gonna give this one an eight. Uh, Mashal seventy nine. I'm going to roll with a nine because that last panel was fucking hilarious. That's fair. I'm going to roll with uh, probably an eight. Oh, okay. For a second, I was like, last panel? What? Why was it funny? But now I just remembered. I'm going to roll with eight, too. Suck them out of days. Chapter 40. I'm going to roll with an eight. Uh, I'll do eight as well. Uh, Lucy Samurai, chapter 33. See, I don't know how I felt about this one because it was set up. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'd probably give it like a six or a seven. I was thinking a seven, yeah. Uh, which watch? Chapter 31. Uh, it's back to his troll ways. Yep. Uh, six. 
I don't know. This one's this one was kind of a, a nice chapter because this is the chapter where uh, Nico put the spell on Moy, right? Well, that's a lot of chapters, but this specifically the one. Well, you know, you know which spell I'm talking about. Yeah, to release his inhibitions. Yes, that was this chapter. Yeah. Okay, then yeah, I'd give it a. I could probably a seven or eight. I enjoyed the read; it was fun. Uh, Blue box chapter twenty two. I'm giving it an eight. Eight. Uh, Red Hood chapter twelve. I actually quite like this episode or chapter of it of Red Hood. Yeah. Okay. It's fairly entertaining. Give it an eight. Seven for me. Nero chapter eleven. Six. Do you think Nero's gonna live? With the pace it's going, no. I agree. I'm gonna give it a six. Uh P six chapter two. I'm still unsure about it. I am too. I'll get hold off for next week. <laughs> <laughs> for your writing? Well, no, for mm-hmm. what are my thoughts on it. Okay, fair. Uh I will give uh, I'll hold off as well. We'll, 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 we'll do that. the three-chapter review. Yeah, we'll do three-chapter. We got it next week. My Hero Vigilante, uh, 110. Uh, I'd give it a seven. Dragon Ball Super, 76. Um, I don't know. Seven. I mean, well, yeah, I mean seven, I guess. Okay. Uh, I mean, on the plus side, the ending was cool. The ending was cool where now, you know, it's it's teasing, you know, Bardock um, it being part of the manga now, which is cool. Okay. Um, which also shout out to the shot of where when the Namekian says Bardock's name, Goku, of course, naturally very confused, has no idea who that is. But then if on the counterpoint, you look at Vegeta, he's just like got like the shocked face of like he knows who that is. So I am looking forward to the next chapter. I mean, I give it a seven. It, as long as they do a good background story with Bardock and how he's involved with the serial ends and everything. It only took decades for Goku to find out who daddy is. I know. As long, yeah. as long as they do that, I may excuse the Vegeta bullshit that we've had to experience. Uh, <laughs> Boruto chapter 62. Uh, I'd probably give this one a 7 as well. Um, it's just Kawaki being a little shit is essentially all it is. Kawaki's like under, surveil- uh, under surveillance, whatever, and he figures out a way to suppress his chakra where not even the greatest fucking ninjas in the sensory ninjas in the Hidden Leaf can even figure out that he did it. So he has a shadow clone at Naruto's house, and only Boruto can sense it thanks to the karma mark that they both have. So he's the only one that realizes that Kawaki fucking left, like a little shithead, and he's talking to the shadow clone. He's like, why the fuck did you leave? And Kawaki's like, dude, shut the fuck up. You're going to get me outed. So, I don't know. I mean, I give it a 7. It was all right. Spy Family 53. I'm going to roll with like an 8 or a 9. Yeah, I'm going to roll with a 9. What about Kaiju 45? I'm going to roll I'm gonna with go a eight. 7. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to go 8 as well. Dan and Dan 26. I'm going to go... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go 8. Go 8 as well. <sighs> we haven't... Uh, we haven't got to talk about this. I mean... I, I just realized I didn't read it. Now I'm like totally in the dark. Well, the one you're wanting referencing is 223. Two, I, I read 224 as well. I mean, the, the, the whole stretch of these three chapters. I mean, 224 wasn't as heart-wrenching as 223 was. <laughs> 222 and 223 just shattered my heart of Tokyo Avengers. 224 continued the shatter and then ended on a massive hype. Ah, Tokyo Avengers is in a 
it, it's in a spot right now, man. And it's a wonderful spot besides what just transpired that yeah. I was not ready for and broke my heart into a million pieces. Uh, but 224, I'd probably give this one a nine. Cause that I'd give it, it a nine. This too. fucking ending though was so good. Oh, I'm so ready for next week. Eden zero one sixty one. I cared nothing for character that had things happen to him. Oh, uh, the one dude that's with the whatever? Yeah, I care nothing for him. No, oh, okay. I give it a seven. I give it a six. To your eternity, it's not 150, it's 149.75. <laughs> <laughs> Which was six pages. Yeah. Uh, seven. Yeah, seven. Seven other sins, four nights the apocalypse, chapter 33. I'd give it a seven. So leveling was on a break. 169 will come out uh, next week. Weak Hero, 157. I sort of like where it's going. I give it a 7. Um, okay. I give it a 7 as well. LC 131. I'll give it a 7. Okay. Favorite chapter of the week, boys? Mm, Tokyo. I'm going to go with Tokyo as well with a firm runner-up of My Hero because, again, I loved Deku's face throughout that entire thing. I was laughing my ass off. And also shout all out right. to, the, to the All Might at the window. That was also funny. <laughs> that was funny, but not. It didn't make me laugh quite as much as that final as as Mashal did. So Mashal's getting the top spot of the week. Very Man. close runner-up to One Piece. Yeah, Mashal just had the the most amazing comeback story in my life. It really does. Holy shit, man! All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode, boys. Um, hopefully, the listeners, hopefully, it's a longer episode. We got to reel this in a little bit, I think. But I think the main problem was we did double episodes. Yeah, it, yeah, and I agree. I agree. I think going forward, it won't be near as bad. Um, you know, the double episodes did kill us a little bit, but it is what it is. I mean, th- this is all one big experiment. You know, we're trying to find a new way we want to take a, take this approach for the show. You know, just have good conversation, have a good time and stuff. Uh, how how do you boys feel about it? You know, double episode. Obviously, we can agree is probably the, the issue. But other than that, you boys feel good about it. I mean, it was good. I entered, I enjoyed yeah, it. I, enjoyed I got it. to rant about Dragon Quest. It was a good conversation. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Well, I suppose uh, hit the music. Let's get out of here. Uh, any last thoughts, boys? I mean, like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. If you are watching this on YouTube, you can hit that subscribe button. And if you really like what's going on, you can then hit the notification bell. Let you know anytime we post up a video. Thank you. Yeah, follow us on Twitter at Animan Podcast. If you want to, if not, I mean, I, you should. All right. Hell, hell of a sell, bud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, if you made it all the way to the end, you're an absolute legend. We appreciate the hell out of you for that. This was a longer one. Shout out to an incredible uh, string of series that we just wrapped up with My Hero. I mean, I mean that was all right. Tokyo Avengers, of course, though. Absolutely phenomenal there. Reincarnate is a slime. Eden Zero is coming to a close. And shout out to the series that's about to get added to our lineup, like 86 coming back. Uh, Demon Slayer, of course, and a lot more. Um, but do everything that Zach said and more. Hopefully, you guys enjoy. Hopefully, you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Hopefully, you guys enjoy the kickoff to the fall season of anime. Until next time. Bye. Later. Later.